previously on Describe Your Kill. So if you could see these three characters pissing about in the woods for eight <laughs> hours looking for this rabbit. For Wilhelm to try and claim a plus two striking weapon, he needs to roll a DC 40 stealth check. So he's going to need a natural 16 or higher. No! <laughs> no! Lupin, would it be possible to uh, borrow your sword cane? Kill the dragon! Get the key back! Is there anything else we should keep in mind? Don't die. To use black powder, you never go back. Blood is pouring from her wounds and the water is turning red. Wilhelm, <gasps> describe your kill. Hey everyone, it's Matty, and welcome back to Describe Your Kill. Now, if you thought that keeping track of episode numbers was hard, try being a severely hungover GM. That's what Craig had to endure in this week's ep, while keeping track of this ridiculously expansive campaign. Hope you all enjoy listening to that. If you haven't already, please give us a quick review on your platform of choice. It seriously helps us so much. Our lovely Discord community continues to grow, and we'd love if you were in it. So get the link from our website, describeyourkill.com, and come and hang out. That's describeyourkill.com. Now on with the episode, and Craig, good luck. Hello and welcome back to Describe Your Kill. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yes, you can take that role for me today. Do I need to roll performance? Roll performance. Good evening, boys. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome Good back evening. to episode boop of Describe Your Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? Uh, how's everyone doing? Very well. Very good. Very Thank well. you very much. Yes. Good. As discussed, I'm feeling quite hungover today, so <laughs> self-inflicted. We had the staff Christmas party last night. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. You're looking drained three today. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm dying three. <laughs> <laughs> Very close to uh, permanent death. Um, much like Aaron uh, recently. Always. <laughs> it's a constant stave for poor Aaron. It really is. <laughs> I tell yeah. you what you need, Craig. You need some of Malachi's soothing. Oh, I yeah! Come on, Chris, sing a song. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yes, let's just keep everything at a nice balanced level. <laughs> and um, I'm also just want to show you this. So my shiny, my very own Harrow deck has arrived in the post this week. Ooh, Ooh. pretty. So I'll be sharing some pictures of that hopefully on Discord. The first card that was there was indeed the Paladin. I can't remember who started with that one. Oh, really? That was, that was Lupin's. Yeah, that yeah. was the top card of the deck. <gasps> but I have to say, they are Destiny. very sexy. They've got very pearlescent-y, mm. I don't know, like a glaze on them, I guess, like a finish. All right, boys, how about we just get straight into it today? Everyone up for that? Yes, sir. Let's mm-hmm. go. Very quick recap. You started in the woods back at the Harrow Court, having epitomized the Rabbit Prince card. Wilhelm, without his trusty rapier, spent the eight hours and unfortunately wasn't able to. So rather than try again and wait, 
Wilhelm takes the sword cane of Mr. Lupin Malice, and with all due haste, you return to the battle with Sedisarax, this time taking no prisoners. A much better combat, boys, I feel. Absolutely. We, we certainly redeemed ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It took a while to get back there, but Sedisarax is now laying dead on her rock. Let's go to the map. Wilhelm, did you pick up your rapier? I can't remember if you did or not. He did. Yes, he did. He did. Is, is that what killed the scored the killing blow? Yes. Okay, so it was Wilhelm that got the killing blow on Sedisarax, having sought, I guess, Aaron's permission to do so. Took the killing blow, critically hit, rolled 50 points of damage to kill Sedisarax, who now lays dead and bleeding on her rock. <laughs> but of course, that wasn't the end of the session, because as Sedisarax breathed her last breath, the very mountainside began shaking and rumbling as these large rocks came falling down the mountain. I'm going to need everybody to roll reflex saves, please. Okay. Is this an auditory effect? It's disinhaled. Enough. It might very well be if we don't pass. <laughs> That's a natural 16 for Aaron. That's a natural 17. That's for total 36. Malachi of 38. Yep, and a natural 17 for Lupin for 38 as well. Wilhelm currently, after splashing into the water, doesn't, sh- doesn't see shit and he has a natural 4. <laughs> for a total of 26 oh dear 26 oh, hey. is a fail so yeah. um these rocks do begin falling these big boulders come tumbling down Aaron, malachi and lupin manage to dodge out of the way wilhelm unfortunately fails to do that so is going to take 25 points of bludgeoning Oof. damage as a reaction, Aaron sees the tumbling boulders falling down and he gestures up to the sky and a glistening barrier appears over the heads of all of the party and he casts, as a reaction, Scintillating Safeguard. This is a spell I hadn't heard of before. Oh, um, these are words I haven't heard of before. Because mm, he's made it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just written it into my character sheet. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, it, if it was called something else before the remaster, but it, oh, okay. basically I can target five willing creatures that would be harmed by any kind of physical or energy damage, and a sparkling magical barrier envelops each of my targets, shielding them against the triggering effect. Choose one type of physical or energy damage that the triggering effect deals and the target gains resistance 10 against that. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's just against initial damage, so it doesn't work for things like persistent or any other lingering effects, but is a good kind of way of um, reducing damage for lots of party members simultaneously. Hmm. Nice. nice. That's from the Advanced Player's Guide. So yeah, he, uh, he shields everybody with that, okay. uh, and some of the rubble breaks up and can, falls through and still hits Wilhelm. Yeah, cool. All right. So these rocks come down, but the the rumbling of the mountain ceases. This earthquake is over and you have survived the battle with Sedisarax. Wilhelm is stood on the rock just at Sedisarax's, I guess, feet and Lupin Aeron and Invisible Aeron and Malachi are just in the cave entrance. Over to you. Back to the, back to Harrow Heart, no looting. 
We've done uh, all we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm uh, emerges from the water after letting himself be dropped into it after giving Sidisrex the finishing blow. And um, he sort of... <gasps> Did you see that? Holy shit. Oh, holy, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm, have you just slain a dragon? Oh my god, I think I did. Oh my god. I, oh, 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 is this real, guys? He said to keep him alive. Her alive. Uh, yes. Um. What are we going to tell him? I, uh, oh, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> What's happening? Lupin is staring daggers at Wilhelm at the moment. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that we didn't make any promises. We said we'd do our best and... I'm sure that Blankenu will understand that, well, when confronting the might of a dragon, things don't always go the way that you intend. In fact, they sometimes go two or three different ways uh, <laughs> in between <laughs> combat rounds. <laughs> and as we've said before, the best plans is having a plan. The, the best <laughs> laid best plans. plans that are laid. <laughs> So uh, I think, look, we we did everything we could to avoid this outcome, but she left us no choice. With the greatest of respect, Aaron, I uh, I, I don't believe that to be true. And Lupin turns and uh, sort of starts walking deeper into the cave. We have some uh, <clears throat> we have some items to retrieve. Lupin, are you a collector of some sort? I bet there's something in here for you, isn't there? Whatever gave you that impression, <laughs> Well, I've only just noticed. Bit of uh, insight from Malachi there. <laughs> Noticing Lupin is a collector. Malachi's wisdom corner. <laughs> Malachi's plus zero to intelligence, really. <laughs> really shining through. <laughs> Right, oh. you're in the oh. fucking dragon's cave. There is a massive pile of treasure at the back <laughs> of this cave, as well as the giant key. Malachi oh. starts to try and uh, grab the key and and put it into his sleeves of holding. <laughs> sleeves of holding. <laughs> I swear you've made them up. No, they're real. They're real. Well, then they might be called something else. <laughs> Just level rework. 19. That's the difference. His spacious... <laughs> Sleeves. Spacious sleeves. Are they level four or are they level nine? Are they greater or regular? They're regular. So the key is six bulk, which means it won't fit in the sleeves. So I can yeah, just well. imagine. Oh no, it's five bulk. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> Malachi trying to put it in the sleeves. It just won't go in. Yeah. <laughs> just the head of the key is still poking on. Yeah. <laughs> Lupin's just stood behind him with the uh, with the spacious pouch open, just just staring <laughs> <laughs> can i help or are <laughs> right. you there yeah <laughs> lupin wanders into the cave do you want to do anything else before i start unveiling treasure because that's um, what we're here for mechanically is is lupin would be wouldn't have just run in I, I can't say the same for malachi but um is lupin probably wouldn't have just run straight in. i think he would be proceeding at least slightly carefully bearing in mind there's been a rock slide and things like that just to make mm. sure that it's safe to do so Okay, um, Aaron and Wilhelm, what are you? What are you doing? Aaron's watching Wilhelm. Presumably, he's still staring at this giant corpse. Wilhelm 
notices that Lupin and Medica walk in and sees that the sword cane is still lying on the floor since um, Lupin didn't pick it up. So uh, Wilhelm kind of walks over and gently picks the blade back up and um, very um, carefully walks up to Lupin knowing that uh, Lupin might be kind of pissed right now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he says, uh, Lupin, I, uh, I wanted to thank you again for allowing me to wield your blade in that in that fight I I really appreciate it and it it is a good weapon and he bows down his head a bit as he hands you the rape uh, the, the not the rapier the um, the sword came back sort of um, laying out on his hands yes thank you Wilhelm and uh, Lupin doesn't take the blade instead Lupin activates the retrieval prism that he had fixed to the blade before handing it to Wilhelm you fucker (laughs) and very pointedly activates it and it appears in his hand so what is that a retrieval a retrieval prism okay Uh, he didn't put on Wilhelm's rapier two sessions ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically it allows me to uh, as a free action once uh, allows me to teleport the item into my hand without wanting to say the quiet part out loud Lupin didn't fully trust Wilhelm not to try and take a killing strike, so his intention was to uh, use the retrieval prism if Wilhelm tried it with the blade. He was right. I mean... Yeah, and he, he was right to do so. He was right, yes. Um, oh, I see. So you could have pinged it back as a free action yes. to, stop that, to stop the strike going through. Yep. Ah, interesting. That would have been cool. He just wants his one-liners... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to drag this body off. <laughs> yeah. So Lupin will uh, retrieve the uh, retrieve the sword cane and, and place it down by his side while he uh, helps load this key into the uh, into the spacious pouch. So you take the large key. Do you want to talk about treasure? Yes, please. Uh-huh. please. So, it's a lot of coins. There is 312 gold, 6,802 silver, <laughs> and 1,054 <laughs> copper. And we spend six days counting that. Yes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's roughly what you see. <laughs> you spend... Roughly. Bit more time digging through. There's also two gold goblets worth 375 gold each. A rather fancy jeweled scepter worth 400 gold pieces. And there's some other cool stuff. So there's a tanglefoot bag grater. There is an unusual looking club. Some unusual armor. And there's a scroll. And some kind of oil or liquid in a bottle. Shiny. Malachi's trying to swim through all the coins. <laughs> <laughs> like ducktails. Ducktails. <laughs> I I mean obviously we would like to identify all of it, but is I imagine Lupin will be particularly interested in the scroll. So Foundry obviously does a great job of mystifying items. I will post the relevant skill checks to chat and I'll tell you 
Aaron has successfully identified the scroll. He's peeking over your shoulder as soon as you pick it up. <laughs> yeah. The nerd's in the corner. Though. Lupin, you were unable to, but um, luckily Aaron is there to help you <laughs> with this. I know what that is. So, yeah, the, the scroll is actually inside this teak mask. The mask of terror scroll spell is scribed inside of this teak mask worth 600 gold uh, mask of terror anyone want to tell me what that is so that spell basically makes whoever whoever you cast it on uh, appear to be a gruesome and terrifying creature Ooh. Um, and the effect is unique to each observer so is a, a human might see a like terrifying demon or a creature or something whereas a demon looking at it at the same person might see like a glowing angelic visage or something like that very cool all right so that's the scroll the mask identified i'll post the oil to chat it's unusual liquid in this little glass vial okay so again aaron the only one who's able to identify this it is an oil of (laughs) i know what that is as well (laughs) oh do you aaron do you (laughs) (laughs) an oil of repulsion Oh, that's kind of how I feel today. A bit like, <laughs> <laughs> like an oil of repulsion. This is a level 11 item worth 175 gold. And this oil contains magnetically charged iron filings repelled into opposite ends of the vial. For one minute after you apply this oil to armor, any creature that hits you with a melee strike must attempt a DC 28 fortitude save. And if they fail that, they are pushed up to 10 feet away from you. <laughs> cool. That's very interesting. So, a rather lovely oil there. I haven't really used oils that much, but I, quite, I do quite like the idea of getting, basically getting lubed up before you go into battle, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> who's got the grease? I mean, if you say it like that, we know who's going to get this one. Yeah, well, this is, I can just imagine the um, Aaron and Wilhelm <laughs> oiling each other up. Before. I was going to say, Malachi, Malachi needs this. Malachi's always lubed up somewhere. I was like, a, a Malachi's always lubed up and he certainly doesn't need any oil to be repulsed. <laughs> I'm just imagining the rest of the party standing in front of Malachi's room at like 12 or 1 p.m. And just being like, come on, are you ready? And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm still lubing up, guys. <laughs> Bring me more geese. Hold on. <laughs> Bring me more geese. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, only we only we could take half an hour to loot a dragon's hoard, right? Okay, here's, here's, right, now we're getting to the juiciest stuff. I'll do it. Uh, so this is the second most valuable item. This club. It's going to sound really rude, but this club is it's as dark as ebony, but it has a slight purple tint to this. Oh club. no! Oh no! Aaron <laughs> um, and Lupin again being able to identify this. The other two failed. This is a plus two striking. Dark wood club. Is dark wood a special material? Yes. Like dark wood mm. makes it lighter, so its bulk mm. is only one. Uh, sorry, its bulk. I think a club. Sorry, a club is usually higher bulk, probably. I think two. Yeah. Um, for a club, so dark wood club is only one bulk for a lighter weapon. That's worth two thousand five hundred and forty gold. Wow. Of course, it has the runes on it. And then the armor. Now this is cool. This will be the one we can't identify. We'll beef the roll. <laughs> this is I mean, Malachi's old armor. <laughs> I mean, none of us, none of us are able to uh, to wear full plate. 
So, yeah, <laughs> I think after what Aaron's been through, he's t- he's considering it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> respecking him as a paladin, tech sorcerer. <laughs> yes, this is full plate armor. You can see that, but it's clearly made with some unusual material. Melting down. Malachi Nat Twenties, his identified <laughs> role. His mm. I know that armor. That's mine. <laughs> it's, yeah. so it's, it's not really level eighteen. Oh, really? <laughs> is it purple? <laughs> it is level twelve plus one resilient cloud dragon hide armor. It's made from her friend. It is made <laughs> yeah. from her friend. No, her enemy, actually. Morisorax. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, plate mail, heavy armor. Okay. I didn't realize we could make armor out of our enemies. <laughs> A Malachi running around in Barbara armor. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara! Oh, God. So, is that useful to anyone, the armor at all? Annoyingly, as it's full plate, I think. Wilhelm could if you wanted to. He could, but he's yeah. dex-based, so it wouldn't yeah. really make a difference. Yeah. I mean, it has better stats than his current armor, which is... His current armor isn't even resilient, so there's that. Crikey. But uh, uh, Resilient gives the plus one to saves, is that right? Yeah, yeah. and it's been noticeable so far. <laughs> right, okay. Interesting. I don't think Resilient so, going to help you when you keep rolling natural threes, mate. <laughs> Let me cope, please. I'm begging. <laughs> So I will distribute the coins. To be fair, we do need the coins. We've been shopping loads and <laughs> yeah, yes. definitely we are skint as anything. Yeah, we definitely needed this. Uh... You've now got your um, coins. So unless anyone objects, I'm going to chuck the armor and the club straight into the spacious pouch. Mm, nope, go, go ahead. Shall I just chuck it all in the bag and we'll sort it out when we get back to Harrowheart? Yeah, yeah. I yep. don't think there's anything super there's urgent. A, yeah, there's no one, nothing anyone's looking at there and going... You know, this, I this need is, that right now. Yeah, well, Malachi's looking at all of that and doing that, but. Uh... All right, so you have now successfully looted Sidisarax's hoard. Lupin's got the key. It's literally labelled Massive Iron Key. <laughs> massive <laughs> mighty, Iron Mighty Massive Key. Well, talking of Bleg Kenu, what is the plan? I'm guessing it's to return to the Shrine of Balamdar, is that right? Yes, yeah, sir. we can go and do the ritual now, hopefully, if he'll not be too mad at us. Okay, anything else you want to do before you head up there? Not here. Do you want to roleplay anything on the way back at all? I think Malachi would just be singing some songs up the uh, up the mountain. Composing a new victory ditty victory, of some kind. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How's Wilhelm feeling? I think Aaron would probably check in and say... How are you feeling now? Wilhelm is noticeably still coming down from the adrenaline rush of just fucking killing a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even while the treasure was being looted, he wasn't really participating. He was just pacing around the cave and just trying to get rid of all this energy. And uh, while, while walking, which is like two hours, is that, Craig? Yeah, be a good two and a half to three hours back up. Yeah, yeah. I guess your spirits are probably slightly higher than the last time you had to make the descent. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some somewhere around the midway point, um, you know, the whole the whole immediate adrenaline starts to drift off, and now you can notice that he's taken some damage. Um, that he's not really doing that good. 
he probably even himself notices only now and he's kind of like just trotting with you trying not to um, seem to uh, you know bothered come on just uh, sorry mechanical thing one second would you be able yes. to drop the sword cane back onto Lupin so I can get that back. if Lupin apologizes then yes <laughs> <laughs> So you take the two and a half to three hour journey back up Mount Qualdar. Of course, here we are still in the Mwangi expanse, but you have retrieved the key. When you reach the cave, the shrine of Balamdar, Lekenu is there. And he sees you and kind of waves a, waves a hand from the back of the cave. The main thing you notice is that where before the Harrow card, the juggler that was doing these pirouettes on this altar... The altar is still there, but now the card lays still atop it. So he didn't need the key at all? <laughs> he just wanted to distract the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll move from Balandar. Uh, does Blenkenu notice us as we come in? He does notice you, yes. He's kind of towards the back where the altar is. Welcome back to the shrine of Balandar. It is unfortunate that you had to slay the dragon. But, although Balamdar might be angry, he is also mighty and majestic and forgives you for this heinous act of pure racism and hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi points at Wilhelm. <laughs> Uh, Blankenu, I'm not sure how you already heard the news of Sidisarax's passing, but um, we, I, I, please believe us, we did try to reason with her and approach this in a way that would not result in that, and uh, I'm sorry that it ended that way. I heard the news from Balamdar. He speaks... Oh, don't, don't, nah, just... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> Take the fucking card. Who told you? God. <laughs> <laughs> so can we get the card then? Balam Dar smiles upon you. Does he? Is that an angry smile? What? What is happening? I think I think we need Craig to be hung over for more because it's hilarious. Black Kenu, are you having a stroke? <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> Can you lift both of your arms, Black Kenu? <laughs> right, Lupin, Mal please salvage this. <laughs> so Black Kenu looks at you and he says, "May I have the key?" Yes, of, of course. And uh, Lupin uh, rummages through his spacious pouch and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and sort of struggling slightly um, retrieves the key and, uh, and hands it over. Ah, a mighty key, a majestic key for a god most massive. You are welcome to watch whilst I complete the ritual, but it will take many weeks and will be very boring to anyone who watches well I've heard Lupin likes uh, like some some boring stuff so uh, go ahead Lupin <laughs> 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 
the way these past few days have gone, it sounds quite good, actually. <laughs> Lupin, are you a collector? You have that look about you. <laughs> what gave it away? This massive coat with 400 pockets? As you can see, the juggler card has now ceased its performance. You are welcome to take the card. Thank you, Blankenu. Uh, we appreciate your your generosity and your your understanding. If you could uh, give our regards to Balamdar as well the next time you speak. Yeah. Malachi all this time has been edging towards the card. I'm glad you qualified that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's poor Matt taking a sip of his drink. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, Matt. Don't get that ring light wet. (laughs) 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 Dear. Right, he's taking the juggler. Malachi is edging towards it. (laughs) I'm edging. Malachi, uh, I, I think Lupin deserved his uh, chance at a second card by now don't you think well maybe we can do some trade-offs a bit like you know rollies rollies <laughs> i was gonna say yeah i was waiting for him to suggest rollies yeah yes i'm a collector of these things don't you know um, <laughs> what, what what does it do what does it do let us uh, uh let us not disturb blank any further let's uh let's return to the harrow heart and we can we can examine the card in more detail in peace and quiet and we can uh, perhaps decide who who is best equipped to uh, take this forwards sounds good to me and <laughs> do we reach for it at the same time <laughs> no that's fine is is lupin will uh will gesture to malachi to uh, to take the card malachi you approach the altar and yes you see the juggler there uh, i've got to show you the artwork from the new pathfinder 2e module Ooh, he's got a pineapple yeah. yes he's juggling um, it's got a skull. Pen. Is that a candlestick, do you think? Or a, a, like a tuning like a, fork? It looks like a sign. Dagger. 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 Yeah, it's like, dagger. Like, a, yeah, like an Electra. Like Raphael's dagger, dagger yeah. from yeah. Turtles. A clock, a pineapple, and some kind of little bird. Also <laughs> looks like he's holding a taco. Oh, yeah, it does a little bit. <laughs> the, top, the, the, the top thing looks like the uh, the ball from Blood Bowl. Oh. <laughs> It's a clock. Yeah, it's a clock. It looks like it's a clock. Yeah, yeah. I'm far away. So, Malachi, it takes the juggler. You can add that to your character sheet. You have indeed found and taken possession of another card from the deck of destiny. Yeah. All right. So, you take the juggler card. And Blakinu begins making preparations. He moves the key. He's got like a prayer mat there. Feel free to take a cookie. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. You are welcome back to the Shrine of Balamdar anytime you like. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Farewell. And with that, Lupin will uh, will take out the paladin and we'll begin to uh, we'll begin to focus. You know what sound we need for that, don't you? <laughs> Ruffling. Lupin Malice this time performs the ritual envisioning with the paladin card as the portal comes into existence, surrounded by these large shuffling cards. And you step back through from the Turwa Uplands back to the Harrow Court. And you are back in the Grand Hall. You have a look around, and again, 
similar to when you'd cleared the big sky, the portal at the back wall where you had gone through with the suit of keys for the juggler, that portal is now no longer lit. And the Grand Hall does seem a little bit cleaner and again in a slightly better state of repair, certainly than when you left it earlier in the day. The time is about mm, late afternoon, I would say. Over to you. Just looking at this card, Lupin. Yes. The innate power it's got, I don't don't think it's really meant for me. I know I'm a bit of a hoarder. A collector, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, just hoarding. No, I'm, I think this one's for you. And I, I gift it to you. How magnanimous of you. You've been. Uh, where's it gone? Oh, I don't. Need, I don't think I even took it out of the bag. It's still in the shrine. It's still in the shrine. <laughs> oh my god! Get out, Griff. riffle, riffle. You had to go. One job. <laughs> <laughs> One job. <laughs> Just rushing back in quickly. Rushing back. Yeah. Hoping the kid doesn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing some cookies on the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the juggler. This is the chaotic good card from the suit of keys, which is aligned with dexterity. The juggler represents coordination and destiny. As long as you have the juggler invested and you aren't carrying an item in two hands, you have a free hand as you keep tossing the items in your hands back and forth, keeping one in the air at all times. You can use all items in your hands normally, so long as they can be used or wielded in one hand. So, mechanically, if I'm understanding that correctly, you can basically effectively have three one-handed items on the go at once. Yes, either that, or you can have two one-handed items, like, I don't know, in your case, a pistol and a potion, and you still count as having a hand free. Yeah. Is that useful to anyone, that ability? Um, it could potentially be useful for Lupin. Yeah, I think there's maybe loads of applications not, for Lupin. May, yeah, maybe not especially. immediately, but there, there are some there are some things that could that are on the table for Lupin in the future that that could be quite useful for. Especially with the implements. They don't yeah. take up hand space anymore. That's very... But you can have a scroll on the go, your gun on the go, a potion <laughs> on the go. Yeah, seems very useful. Cool. So what you can also do with the juggler, its kind of activation is as a reaction, the trigger is an item of one bulk or less falls within your reach or an attacker fails an attack roll to hit you or a creature within your reach with a thrown weapon of one bulk or less. The effect is you then grab the triggering item Oh, and nice. juggle it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So if someone lobs a javelin at you or a dagger, a dagger or something, yeah, you can literally pluck it out of the air as a reaction. And chuck it back. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. That's very interesting. Mm. The juggler. And do we know it's epitome? Yes, you do know the card's epitome, but you're probably best to see it for yourself. If you were just to step outside the doors. I can tell you a little bit more about it. This definitely sounds like a GM trap. <laughs> Three Sedisoraxes waiting outside for us. <laughs> fey. So, Some yeah. Fey. Yeah, um, if you kind of listen closely, I guess you can kind of hear outside the sounds of um, like music, lutes being played, and some kind of 
performance is happening outside. Let's check it out. What what is that? And then Aaron moves for the door. Malachi is very excited. Oh God, if this is a bunch of traveling bards, I'm going to burn this entire village to the ground. (laughs) Oh, no. So you hear this kind of commotion coming from outside, this music and some cheering and stuff. And as you step outside of Harrow Heart, the village that surrounds the castle, of course, which is on this little hill in the middle of these lands, you can see now down where this town is that a town square has now manifested in the village surrounding Harrow Heart. You see jugglers there and other types of street performers all performing and the residents of Harrow Heart are also watching and clapping. Now what this actually means mechanically is that a PC can spend eight hours interacting with these entertainers to adjust their methods to match entertainment styles common to a specific city that they're familiar with by attempting a DC 30 performance check. On a success, the entertainers take up that style, and as long as they continue performing in that city style, a PC can use the Enter the Harrow Court activity to open a one-way portal to a marketplace in that city. Ooh. Ooh yes. Is- sort of fast travel, almost. Yeah, so if there was a city that you specifically wanted to visit, maybe there's a certain type of loot, maybe more common, and obviously you are doing quite a bit of travelling around Galarian, but yes, you can in effect set up a fast travel point to a marketplace in a city that you've been before with that performance check. Only we had someone who could pass a performance check. (laughs) If only you had someone who could know a different city style, I'm sure I... (laughs) No, a few different city styles. I've been around. If, o- if been only around. we knew any musicians. Any musicians at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, cool, though. Melokai, do you know any musicians? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, like, obviously, are they cities in Galarian, then, is it, that we're looking at? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No, I mean, the question. I mean, I don't. I is Faerun canon? <laughs> no, no. So hang on. Right, hang on, hang on. Right. So I have it's, the way I'm Cities reading it. The dicks go to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris! Oh my God. I love it. Boston, no. New York. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Oh, fucking hell. Essentially, I don't have enough knowledge of as a player of the cities that we could go to because presumably we want somewhere that's of a higher level so that we could get better items that's how i'm reading it right i mean that's the way of interpreting it yeah i mean you do obviously have access to the grand bazaar where you're going to be able to pick up most things but i would suggest that maybe rather than just using it for for trying to get better items potentially maybe there's items that are going to be more prevalent in certain cities that you may or may not have been to yeah. um, maybe certain materials or certain yes. like where maybe different racism more prevalent and you might want to you know get access to their metals or uh, yeah that's what i was trying to get at sorry that's <laughs> i know it came uh, out wrong but sorry i think and for aaron is thinking that obviously his home is very far away and understanding because i'm guessing we have this um just this innate understanding of what it means and how it works so yeah he's got this kind of weird twinge that it's like i could just go home and then immediately remembering that well but what am i going home to and so this feels a bit odd and melancholy for him 
So there you go. That is the juggler. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, just to confirm, Lupin will uh, look at that and uh, will, having studied the card a little bit, will sort of look up and look at the others. And, Gentlemen, uh, if no one objects, I I will admit to feeling a slight uh, slight pull from this card, a certain affinity. I would appreciate being able to study it further, but I I will understand if someone else would like it. Wait a minute, I gifted it to you. <laughs> Yes, and I, I thank you for that, Malachi, but I, I figured it might be an You're idea welcome. to let Wilhelm and Aaron have a say in the matter as well. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for your generous gift of the card, oh, Malachi, god of cards. I, th- I think that Wilhelm s- said it best, that, you know, we, this, we've all got two cards now, haven't we? So it seems fair, Mr. Mallison, this one does seem like you would make the best use of it, so I'm happy for you to have it. Thank you kindly. And, uh, Lupin takes the card and uh, inserts it into one of his many, many pockets. <laughs> Why do you have so many pockets, Lupin? Are you, by any chance, a collector? <laughs> How did you know? Have you been talking to Malachi? <laughs> Oddly enough, I have. <laughs> I am the god of the hammer cards. All right, so what do you want to do, guys? You've uh, obviously had quite a lot of drama recently with the whole Sedisorax and Cloud Dragons, and what's what do you want to do? Everybody drink! Yes, it's a shopping planning interlude. Craig here to give you the highlights following the raid of Sedisorax's horde. So here we go. Lupin used his magical crafting feat to transfer the resilient rune from the cloud dragon armor to Wilhelm's armor. A reminder that him doing that only costs 10% of the regular runes cost, so far more cost effective. We are using the new crafting rules from the remaster, so it took one day and a fairly easy DC24 crafting check from Lupin to do this. A reminder also that the resilient rune gives a plus one item bonus to all saves. Annoying. They then decided to sell the plus two striking Darkwood Club they just picked up, as well as the Cloud Dragon full plate armor, without its resilient rune, of course, and the Mask of Terror. Aeron held on to the Oil of Repulsion, and along with some other treasure bits and pieces sold, the total sale gave each hero 1,000 gold. There were a couple of healing potions, bits and pieces purchased too, but nothing else significant. This took two full days to do, which is where we rejoin our heroes in the morning of a new day, as Aeron Spokepoint steps up towards the third portal in the Grand Hall of Harrow Heart. Hang on, Aeron. Come on. Hang on. I'm coming. I'm coming. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) You're feeling very invigorated having survived the dragon fight after being so frightened. Uh, and is it's now half s- six in the morning. I'm just raring to go. Milton's already made breakfast and we've done all of that, so <laughs> we can get on with going straight through this portal. Well, those croissants were a bit overdone. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Not up to his usual standard. But um, yeah, he stood in front of the third portal, the yellow one. Um, what is the symbol above there? The symbol above the third portal is the shield symbol. And shields represent, come on. Uh, constitution. Constitution. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Not a hint of panic in his voice there I at did all. It. <laughs> <laughs> he did so yes, it is the symbol of the shields over this portal as Aaron Malachi and Wilhelm approach. 
And what do we see as um, Aaron steps up to the right to the portal's edge? Mm. So you step up to the edge of the portal and peer through this one very different to the last one you saw. Here you see what appears to be the top of a rubble-strewn hillside. A scree-covered slope angles steeply downward with a ruined stone structure protruding from the rubble nearly 200 feet away down this hill. While beyond that stretches a barren badland of jagged hills and twisted fissures. As you look, Aaron, now and then you also see in the distance strange monsters creeping and flopping and lurching across the landscape, scuttling from one fissure to the next. Ooh, okay, that's not unsettling at all. Mm. Just as before, when we went through the second portal, mm. Aaron pulls out the carnival card and starts to focus on it, see if we can get some kind of clue as to any character we might meet through the portal and mm. whether they can be trusted. Okay. Yeah, of course, I was expecting this. So as you <laughs> spend a bit of time, <laughs> this is the activation of the carnival card, right? The two action it one. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's a DC six flat check that you need to roll in secret, and it will tell me whether the person I see in this vision can be trusted or not. Okay, all right. So you spend some time peering into the future, and as you walk through this vaguely sinister carnival, one of the people does look more genuine than the others, and. Looks like a human man with a scar upon his head, manning one of the games of chance. So I'll go ahead and roll that secret check. Uh, what is it again? It's a DC six, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You've already yeah. told me he can be trusted. But <laughs> oh, sorry, did I? Yeah. Oh. Did I? <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah. yeah, one of the one of the figures looks more trustworthy than the others. <laughs> oh no, no, but that's what it says in the that's what it says on the card. Oh, observation. Sorry. It yeah, says sorry. one of these people looks more genuine than the others. More genuine. Yeah, genuine sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, I've rolled my flat check, and that you believe that the person can be trusted. Okay, so Aaron relays this strange vision of the man with the scarred head and tries to convey as much detail, although it's quite difficult to make out any real features of this man, but he um, passes that to the group and says he can, uh, I get a sense he can be trusted. So when you peer through, if you want to try and learn a little bit more about where this potentially is, everybody can roll me a occultism check, please. Ooh. Oh, so an 18 for me. Four for an 18. Oh, wait. No, sorry. 25 for me. 28 for Lupin. 25 for Verhoeven. DC 25. So having a look through and seeing these kind of strange creatures in the distance, these are creatures that would be native to the Darklands. Ooh. Now you're going to ask me what the Darklands are. I think I know a little <laughs> bit about it. Is it mm. it's like, isn't it like the literally under the surface like of galarian it's like a subterranean i think there's zulgath and things like it's good we did a bit of this in extinction curse i'm not That's sure right. if we yep yeah yeah you never actually got to the darklands but yes the darklands was immense series of caverns vaults and passages 
that can be found beneath the surface of all of Galarian's continents. Although looking at it, it doesn't it does look like this is kind of outdoors. It doesn't necessarily feel like it is the Darklands, but those creatures you can see would be native to the Darklands. This is like where the dwarves originated from, I think, and mm. began their like the quest for Sky and That's right. Made yeah. it onto the surface of Galarian. So I think of it if you've played yeah, the new Zelda it will be like going yeah, down, that's going, how I imagined it. Go yeah. down those pits. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I imagined it. Yeah, so okay. that's what you can tell with those checks. That's all you kind of know. Um, okay. oh, that's really scary. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, immediately any kind of <laughs> feeling of optimism there on hand. <laughs> it's suddenly yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is this is not not good. <laughs> um, but I don't think we have any choice but to to step through. We can be as prepared as we as as we might be now that we've got some some cash behind us and some we're well armed. Yes, well, you know, preparation is our watchword. <laughs> There's nothing that uh, could describe us better than prepared. <laughs> Malachi casts infectious enthusiasm. Okay, let's oh. go. What is infectious enthusiasm? No, it's just flavorful now. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's a flavor spell. You gain a what, plus one status bonus to the choice of attack rolls, um, will saves, and charisma based skill checks. But I want everyone to be on, involved in Aaron's enthusiasm to going through this portal. <laughs> okay, and uh, packs back up. Right, let's go. So yeah, Lupin will. Um... Not, not shrug his shoulders, sort of square his shoulders a little bit and sort of look round and uh, give give the others a nod. We'll uh, step through the portal. Wilhelm carefully draws his uh, rapier and keeps it sort of uh, in front of him, sort of low to the ground, but he's he's ready and uh, steps through the portal. Aaron follows. I'm with Aaron. Would you like to see a new map? Of course yes! we are! Here we go. I hate it. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Why wow, that enthusiasm dropping? Well done, Paizo. Well done, Paizo. Good job. Holy shit, that map is big. It's a big map. So you step through and you immediately come into what can only be described as a bit of a battle zone. There's these soldiers and they're kind of fighting some of these horrible aberrations and you're immediately approached by this female um, who looks like this. Ah, very good. Give you the flavour text. A ridge of jagged stone serves as a natural battlement at the edge of this hilltop. The ground on the other side is steeply slanted and strewn with scree. Armoured soldiers look over the battlement with evident trepidation, while down below roiling hordes of fleshy aberrations from crawling globs the size of a human fist to bulbous fleshy giants towering dozens of feet tall rush back and forth between boulders and rents in the earth as if unable to bear the light of the sun for too long. Thanks, I hate it. Let's go back, shall we? <laughs> Let's yeah, take yeah. another pot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> wrong number. <laughs> And this, this woman comes over to you. She's um, dressed in kind of military attire. She has a large sword in her hand. She's clearly been in battle of some kind. And she rushes over and begins talking to you, quite animated, but you are unable to understand her. Aaron whips out the wand of true speech. <laughs> Ooh. And casts it on himself. 
and you then realize that she is speaking in a language called Vudrani. 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 Yes. Is that also just another name for common, or is it a real language? This no, it's time? a real language this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, she begins saying, she goes, I'm assuming you've come to help us. In perfect Vudrani, Aaron replies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I suppose so. Uh, we, we seem to be uh, doing this quite a lot, but could you maybe explain exactly where we are, what, we, what you need help with, and d- do it quickly? Did Arasish send you? Did you find him? It kind of went missing. The orders got mixed up. And then these these aberrations have been... Well, we're struggling. We can't make up the land. And now we need, we can't get down the hill. But it's dangerous. And well, I just assumed that you'd been sent to help. No, we're not soldiers. We're adventurers. But we are capable in battle. In fact, we just recently <laughs> slayed a dragon. We wiped the floor with it. It didn't stand a fucking chance. Um, oh, whoa, Aaron, calm down, mate. Dragon. Sorry, I just, I'm just... I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so pumped. She introduces herself as Sally Dragon Lover or something like that. <laughs> well, with dragon slayers, and you can see some of the soldiers that were around, their eyes perk up a little bit. She goes, well... Well, look, we'll take any help we can get, to be honest. Um, we're, we're trying to get down the hill to go and save Arasish. He took some men down there, but we're not sure. We, I think somebody is alive down there, but it is dangerous. My men are tired, and they've, they've had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> Much like your GM today. <laughs> Uh, to all our northern followers, um, <laughs> north of England followers, can I just apologise <laughs> on behalf of you? Um, right. We've had a hard life. Into mines. <laughs> Into mines. Into, we've had a hard life. Down toiling in mine. <laughs> um, oh, well, whatever your reasons for arriving here, you were sent at the right time. Please, if you if you could go down the hill and see if you can rescue Arasish, I'd be, be bloody grateful. And Aaron to the others says... Um, her friend is in trouble. I think we, we need to help. They're overrun by aberrations. You'll you'll have to forgive me. I have the strongest sense of deja vu. <laughs> Are there monkeys around here? <laughs> <laughs> no, just the birds. Might be a card down there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. A card? Did you? How do you know about the card? What card? She can't understand me. She can't understand me. She can't understand me. She can't. There's no way she can understand me. She has the tongue spell it. There's no way she can understand me. She's speaking common this whole time. I might just let her speak common. She doesn't speak common. No, she does. Okay, she doesn't understand you, Malachi. Thank you. Oh, God. I, I so want a what card to be canon, just so we, we can further add fuel to the rumour that Malachi's actually got a split personality. It's two completely different people in there. You must be careful. The slope isn't safe either. It's it's greater difficult terrain, and you must succeed a DC 16 flat check at the end of a round to avoid taking 2d6 bludgeoning damage from trips and falls. Oh, God. That is fine. I have a two-action inter- interact on my The Big Sky card. <laughs> can you ask her... Um, is there any these aberrations? Are they do they have any specific damage issues that we could come across, like fire or 
My friend wants to know if they have any very specific <laughs> damage issues, like fire or, you know, other ones. <laughs> this is literally my one marketable skill and you're giving it to someone else. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Could you ask her uh, if on, on a scale of 1 to 20, what power level would she, would she give these aberrations? <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out then. Okay, so, so is, is it this ledge right next to us? Or I can't really tell from the map. Yeah, okay, so for a bit of context, you are on the west side of this pretty enormous map, the far west. You're at the top of this hilltop where there's this kind of natural barricade of these rocks that are there. You're looking down, so you can see the stone structure, which is pretty much destroyed, but it's over here to the east. That's approximately 150 feet away, something like that, maybe 200 feet. So yeah, you're at this top of this hill, looking down over this structure, which is about 150, 200 feet away. So we can see the structure she's like referring to, where her ally might be. Yes. Okay. So Aaron, seeing that in the distance to where she's pointing, he casts Wanderer's Guide, and then the little thread, the golden thread, emanates from him through to that uh, down the battlefield to that place, uh, and that that should help us with the the terrain. Uh, mm. As long as we're not in combat. Yep. Okay. So, but yeah, basically that's that's kind of what she says to you. She says, "Can you help?" Um, the orders have got mixed up. Arasish went down there with some guards, but definitely some of them were killed along the way. She's not sure if he's alive, but she just simply doesn't have the manpower to go down there and check it out for herself. Aaron, it says, "Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll help." And he explains to the others and points uh, in the direction, and he says, "I've cast Wanderer's Guide. I, I know a good path to get there, but..." You'll have to, we'll have to be very careful. The terrain is tricky here, so stay close together. Yes. <laughs> and Craig, can you just point to like where we need to move? Is it literally just over the rocks there? Yeah. So so let's just um, you are in effect trying to get to the stone structure down this cliff edge. So I will put you in initiative order for this. You want to go ahead and roll your initiative. That's 27 for Aaron. 36 for Malachi. Natural one. Uh, that's 24 for the... Um, okay. And a natural 19, which is my best roll for about three weeks, <laughs> for a 40 <laughs> for Lupin. So, yes, you need to get down the hill. You've now rolled initiative. The order is Lupin, Malachi, Aaron, Wilhelm. Remember, it is greater difficult terrain. Guys, I have some bad news. I have just checked the rules on my... Powerful hero card, <laughs> and it seems that it only allows us to ignore normal difficult terrain. It uh, we need to be stronger. Uh, I'd say a seventeen on a on a scale of one to twenty uh, in order to ignore greater difficult terrain. I don't know what greater difficult terrain is, but I suppose this would be it. It is it. <laughs> yes. It it certainly looks challenging. Yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> So, Lupin, you would be up first if that's if you've uh, kind of. I'm going to assume that you're keen to go. Well, not maybe not keen to go down there, but yeah. <laughs> will go down there. So, Lupin takes a look at his options, steps up towards the edge of the uh, edge, edge of the rocks, and takes out his mirror and Ooh, blinks. Smart. Uh, blinks out and blinks 15 feet further up the hill. So, obviously, there is a. There will be two lupins. There'll be one where he was stood and one where he is now, 15 feet okay. down the hill. And then we'll repeat that. Essentially, he's using the mirror to, to leapfrog down the hill. So one action to move to the edge, 
one to leap once and then one to leap again okay so cool <laughs> so lupin leapfrogs himself so are you now where the second token is lupin yes yeah, so is is which the, the quote-unquote real lupin or the one that will be the one that I, I will be using is the one that will be further down the hill each time. this one here yeah okay so lupin gets about sort of 30 feet down the hill do i need to take a check there or? oh yes yeah, go ahead and roll me the DC 16 flat check, because even though you teleport, you're not moving yeah. on it, I still think you need to you need to roll it. Woohoo! Nice. Oh, <laughs> fucking natural good. 20. The first one I've rolled, I think, since about week three, week four. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> to stand up on your own two yeah, feet. To stand up, yes. Excellent. Well, you don't take any damage, so that's good. Right. Malachi, I, bet you... I don't even get any benefit for a critical pass, do I? No. <laughs> Fuck off. Just... Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just a flat check. So, <laughs> Aaron, are you, uh, are you are you thinking what I'm thinking? Um, if you're thinking about teleporting, uh, yes, I, I, I'm going to try and do that. Oh, that's what I was thinking. And Malachi's cloak of melee colours, well, broke back mountain, swirls around him and you see him translocate 120 feet down the hill and then takes some cover behind a rock as he lands in a puff of smoke. Okay, Malachi, roll your DC 16 flat check, please. Yes, 10. Okay, that is a fail. So you are going to take seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! That moves it over to Aaron. Uh, Aaron turns to the soldier and says to her in her language, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask your name. My name... is (laughs) is <laughs> Roldar <laughs> Japulipul just call me Jap uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I'd rather not <laughs> sorry my name my name's Japulipul Japulipul well uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was gonna get it. I knew it would. Uh, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Do you want to join us? No, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah, if we're coming from down the hill. No, I have to wait in case we get orders from, from the base. As I said, okay. we've had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Aaron is going <sighs> to use... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Aaron is going to use three actions to cast collective transposition and he grabs onto Wilhelm's arm and they both disappear and appear 60 feet down the pit. Very cool. So both move right in the middle there and that will be all three of Aaron's actions. Okay, Aaron, go ahead and roll that flat check for me. Six. Okay, so you are going to take also seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. From these sharp rocks on the hillside, which brings us to the bottom of round one with his natural one for initiative, Wilhelm. <laughs> yes. One question. My boots of Elvenkind say that I can activate them once per hour to ignore the effects of difficult terrain. Of course, it wouldn't ignore the effects of greater difficult terrain, but would it lessen the effects of greater difficult terrain or would it just not make a difference? My understanding and reading is that it doesn't make a difference. Uh, Wilhelm has nothing to particularly help him here, so he's just gonna use his actions to 
make a bit of distance and try to um, just get as far as you can. Okay. So then I can move two squares with every action since I have a 30 feet movement speed. Okay. So then one, two, three. I have made a total of one regular stride. And that is my turn. Thank you, Wilhelm. Lupin. Uh, Lupin sort of turns around to look to see. Oh, where... um, do I still have to? Sorry, do I still have to roll the flat check? Ah, yes, you do. Okay, natural six. You're going to take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, sorry, Lupin. Lupin, sort of stumbling his way down the rocks, uh, stops and, and turns around to look at his comrades to see how how they're getting on, and realizes that they've all teleported like way down past him. Sort of again, sort of looks. And, well. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, looks at the mirror and again begins uh, begins to leapfrog. So he basically does that three times. So that would okay. uh, take him another 45, 50 feet down the hill. Um, I think leaves him level with uh, Wilhelm at the end of the turn. Uh, yes. Flat check, please. Uh, that's a natural three. Okay, so... Some bludgeoning damage for you. Five points. Yep. Lupin, as you are sort of teleporting across the landscape, you're now both about 100 feet down the hill, roughly. Aeron slightly further back, Malachi slightly further ahead, but all kind of quite near to each other. You all did notice as you were coming down this kind of slightly unpleasant smell of kind of rotting flesh. And Lupin, as you teleport down the hill, where your first duplicate if you like is there you suddenly feel the ground beneath your feet start to shift move and writhe as hundreds of these little fleshy creatures that look like this burst out of the ground hideous pink tongues bodies fingers all made of these bits of flesh and they come squirreling out of the ground right next to Lupin and then another lot of these horrible creatures squirm out of the ground right next to Wilhelm and Malachi and the curtain comes down yeah. oh, what? are they huge? are they a swarm? Gross. they are a swarm oh, you've been listening to describe your kill the death of destiny find out more at describeyourkill.com thank you to paizo michael gelfie creator cord sirenscape kevin mcclaude foundry and sigil services get all the links on our website this podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by paizo inc used under paizo's community use policy we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.